0: I've it's never seen watchable. a movie. I've never seen it, but Dill showed me that scene because yep. he kept going end-to-end, end, and I had no idea what he was doing. Such. Fratelloni's
1: Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Logic podcast number 1,120, which I earlier had noted was 11,120. Congrats. I yeah, don't we'll, think we'll so. We'll get there. We'll get there. 104 degrees was the high on this day. That was in 1931. Despite the danger of being outside today, I don't think we'll get to 104. 49 degrees was the low on two occasions, 1962 on this day, and again in 1971. I got a great note about the success of Aquacide products. Uh, Mr. Mayor is the keeper of common sense. I trust your judgment in that of Aquacide. My man-made pool was full of duckweed. I acquired a product from Aquaside that cleared the issue. Thanks for the help, Francis of Roseville. Thank you. Don't thank me, Francis. Thank Aquaside. They've been keeping swimming holes free of crud for more than 60 years. Your beach will look like a million dollars with Aquaside products. They're easy to use. They work quickly, and they've been vetted. They're safe. Those products are made right there in White Bear Lake. Aquaside uh, can be reached. Well, here, take your cell phone, go down to the lakefront or your swimming hole or your man-made pool and tell Aquaside what you're looking at and they'll get you the right products. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, manning technology Corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper
2: of common sense, your mayor, Joe Susher. Gentlemen, don't forget we have to help the GLers uh, come join us to celebrate 30 years of Garage Logic Monday, August 14th. At the Chan Hansen Dinner Theaters, as we record a live podcast on the dinner theater stage, tickets are just forty dollars, and does include dinner and a live Garage Logic podcast recording. The podcast is going to include music from Johnny and Dylan Height and Stephen, Stephen C. C.
1: I love um, theaters. It makes us feel like we're in the big time, like Prairie Home Companion. Oh,
2: for sure. And yeah. that's a really neat room. Um, dinner's at 5.30. The show is at 7.30. For more show information and to purchase tickets, go to garagelogic.com. When you arrive at the show tickets page, click on Get Tickets. And I do know we have sold two because my my mom bought a pair of tickets for her and my dad. Wonderful. So I know we've sold at least two. <laughs> that it? Oh, I also did the math. What show did you think it was when you accidentally wrote down that number? Oh, today is 1,120. But you accidentally wrote down... 11,120. I was just doing the math. We'll get to 11,000 by late 2036.
1: The, uh, it's that time of the year, writes Mr. Green Machine Number 9, Matt, our derby driver... Guys, it's that time of year again. Here's my demo derby car for the Anoka County Fair on Sunday. I won there with this car two years ago, so hoping it can do it again this Sunday. As you can see from the attached photo, it's a little beat up. A little? Matt, it's so beat up, I can't tell what kind of car it is.
2: That's a successful demo derby car. Wish you you... luck.
1: See you guys at the State Fair and the 30th Anniversary Show. Matt, number nine, he campaigns his car on behalf of GL, and we thank him. I still have his decal on my car. Do you really? Oh, yeah. Cool. Mr. Mr. Green Machine, number nine, is on my car. Did you print out a picture of it? Can you hold it up to the camera? Yes. You can't even tell, can now, you? No. No. <laughs> Oh, uh, I, I don't see anything. Okay, it's on. Uh, you're, you're not very good at that, are you? No, I
2: can forward uh, you the email. I yes? have a point of contention with with. Yeah, go you know, so ahead and do work. that, Sootch. With Matt, it's, it's send that right over to me, um, Matt. I'll have you know that in my volunteer duties at the Rice County Fair Beer Gardens, I specifically selected Demo Derby Sunday, and you were nowhere to be found this year.
1: I thought he campaigned that car in all the county fairs. That's
2: what I thought. That's why I worked the Rice County Demo Derby, because I had to pick a day, and that's the day I picked. How how does it last more than one event? You should see this
1: thing. In the back, there's even a stepladder. For uh, no reason whatsoever, there's a a stepladder in the back shoved through the window.
2: What, to get in and out? I
1: don't know what the hell he's... Unless it's just a storage bin when he's not using it. I Matt, don't. you got to send us more info. We're cheering for Matt number nine you know, at county fairs.
3: All the piles of crap you got sitting around your garage, suit, <gasps> Why don't you send one of those up to Matt? Yeah. You can use a new ride. That orange thing you
1: drive. Huh. He's a beauty. <laughs> <laughs> she is a beauty. I had a note from... Where is this? Oh, Heidi writes me a note. And I'm going to read it because Heidi obviously instinctively knows I have no staff. (laughs) And she writes, uh, I had several thoughts concerning filling in time while you broadcast from the fair. It involves audience participation. So if that is something you are trying to avoid, then no need to read further. No, I do not mind audience participation at all. Last year when I watched you at the fair and listened throughout the week, I noticed that you were much more jovial and lighthearted about things in general during the fair episodes. I also made the observation that your audience liked being able to participate in person. Perhaps you could include fillers of audience members playing games like Who Knows the Mayor Best, where contestants answer various trivia questions about you, the crew, and the show in general. Prizes could be GL bumper stickers or coupons for BOGO fair food. There are several more game possibilities that may also work. Uh, uh, I really like it, that idea. Because that's a good it's called idea. the Great Minnesota Get-Together, it may be fun to get to learn more about your listeners. I realize there are many and variables that cannot be controlled by doing this, and things may get weird or awkward, but that's what makes it fun. Thank you and your crew for being part of my everyday Heidi. Thanks, Heidi.
4: Because
1: yeah. I don't have a staff. I used to. We used to put together big-time shows, but yeah. no one does it anymore, and I don't know how your superiors allow you to get away with that, but uh, apparently they do.
3: Aren't you our superiors?
1: <laughs> yeah. What? Right. And Dave Bliss, our <laughs> philosopher who normally resides in Bulgaria is now writing from Stillwater, and he said his daughter Veronica turned 17 today. When she woke up this morning, she asked, why do we say happy birthday instead of sad birthday? (laughs) As I did not have a good answer to her, and he's a philosopher, he would have had the answer. As I did not have a good answer for her, she requested that we all wish her a sad birthday today just for the fun of it. I know that GL has a long-standing practice of not wishing happy birthdays to listeners. Would you make an exception for a sad birthday for Veronica? No, we would not.
0: No, I don't think we can, can we? No.
1: Why sad, Veronica? Unless she's saying, you know, it's just one year closer to death. I, yeah, I totally, over.
0: I get
2: it. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Deeper in debt, Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm going to do it. Veronica, have, was, a, have a sad birthday. And I think you can also apply that when you get to a certain age. You know, if you're yeah. a kid, happy birthday, buddy. 17 cool. in Veronica's case.
1: 17, I would be saying happy birthday. Yeah. Let's get to something that we uh, I, sh- I didn't get to yesterday, and that is uh, attempting to learn more about the uh, terrorist who shot up North Dakota and killed a cop. Uh, his name is... Mohammed Barakat. Uh, he's a he's a, and I'm going to read from Bill Glahn at the American Experiment. Uh, he received U.S. citizenship in 2019, but Glahn writes his name should be added to the long list of people should, who should not have been here to commit mayhem. Earlier this month, Barakat ambushed three Fargo police officers, killing one, wounding two. He seriously injured a civilian bystander. Shortly thereafter, Barakat was killed in a shootout with a fourth Fargo police officer. I contest the use of of Glahn's use of shootout. It
2: wasn't a shootout. We talked about (laughs) this, but, and John, because I said the same thing in the Star Tribune headline, but there was return fire.
1: I guess it's a shootout. I guess I'm...
0: (laughs)
2: I'm being too parsimonious,
1: But I agree with you. I agree with
0: you. After the ambush, there was a shootout. Thank you. After the
1: incident, police searched Barakat's car at the scene and found the following, as reported in the Fargo Forum. Uh, Three long rifles, 1,800 rounds of .223 caliber ammunition, a homemade grenade, a can of gasoline, explosives, and other firearms. The explosives in Barakat's car were filled with large amounts of tannerite, an explosive compound made from ammonium nitrate and aluminum powder. If Barricott had shot an explosive, it could have caused significant destruction. This is according to North Dakota Attorney General Drew Wrigley. Barricott is thought to have been on his way to a crowded downtown Fargo street fair when he happened upon the police officers dealing with a traffic accident that had nothing to do with him. He just came upon it. Mm. Uh, This is the only public photo of Barakat I'm looking at. Okay, ugly bastard. Uh, According to information provided by the North Dakota Attorney General, uh, Barakat is 37. He's a Syrian national. He was granted political asylum, asylum in the U.S. in 2012 and U.S. citizenship in 2019. His pre immigration background back in Syria is reportedly the subject of a federal probe. The entire incident raises questions about the quality of the vetting that went into his asylum and citizenship applications. And Glon concludes by saying the people of Fargo deserve answers. Well, the United States deserves answers. And now I go to a piece by David Horowitz who writes, We fought endless wars overseas for two decades only to bring in record, record numbers of refugees from the very places from which we sought to protect ourselves. Thanks to mass Middle East migration as the only remaining legacy of the trillions of dollars pumped into the global war on terror, America's heartland is just as vulnerable to Islamic terror as New York and L.A., Believe it or not, there was an Islamic terror attack in Fargo, North Dakota, one that local law enforcement believes could have resulted in countless casualties instead of the one police officer killed. Like so many people from Syria last decade, Mohammed Barakat was brought to the U.S. as an asylee and became a citizen in 2019. He returned the favor on July 14th by allegedly randomly firing 60 rounds from his car near the site of a car crash on 25th Street in Fargo. Likely waiting for police and first responders to come to the scene, Barricott allegedly gunned down three officers in an unprovoked attack, killing Jake Wallen, an officer, and seriously injuring officers Tyler Hawes and Andrew Dotis, as well as a female civilian. There has been a near-complete blackout on information about this attack, especially in the national media. I don't think the Star Tribune did much on this at all, did they?
2: They reported on it, but there hasn't, yeah.
1: It took over a week for any information about Barakat's immigration history to come to light as Americans watched the streets of France burn during those days, also a result of suicidal generosity in immigration policy. This was not your run-of-the-mill street thug or mentally ill mass shooter. Given the lack of criminal record or manifesto left behind, this has the hallmarks of a targeted jihad. Police found 1,800 live rounds in his vehicle, Uh, three rifles, four handguns, all of which were loaded. As we said, he had a grenade, gas canisters, and explosives. The car was filled with tannerite. We got that. Wrigley, the attorney general, Drew Wrigley, further speculated that Barakat was looking for significant crowd events. We do know he had a clear path. He was going to downtown Fargo. That's according to Wrigley. Indeed, if not for Officer Zach Robinson taking out the gunman rifle from 75 feet with a 9mm pistol, that's some good shooting. This could have been a mass casualty event because Barakat appeared to be on his way to a downtown street fair, according to Wrigley. The FBI found a computer in Barakat's apartment nearby that contained a search history revealing he looked up mass casualty events and how to cause certain injuries, according to the Attorney General. Ominously, the last article that appeared in his search history was a local news article called... Thousands enjoy first day of downtown Fargo street fair. Unfortunately, the FBI still believes there is no motive and, of course, is totally flummoxed by the attack. Don't expect the Bureau to ever find a motive and don't expect this attack to ever find its way into public policy debates. We now live in a country where we are marked as political terrorists for believing in the values of our founder, founders, while the government brings in hundreds of thousands of Islamic refugees, often transforming heartland cities into Middle Eastern enclaves and we are see as we are seeing in Europe. Daniel Greenfield does a great job capturing the transformation of Fargo, a pattern we are seeing in many small to mid-sized cities. ...throughout the South and Great Plains. 8% of Fargo is foreign-born. Much of that population comes from the Middle East and Islamic areas in Africa like Sudan and Somalia. Even much of the European refugee contingent is Bosnian. The massive influx of refugee resettlement allowed local politicians... ...to boast that Fargo was growing much faster than the rest of the state or the country... Fargo's population shot up from seventy four thousand in nineteen ninety to ninety thousand in two thousand to hundred and twenty eight thousand today. Somalis flooded Fargo, as did Iraqis, Bosnians, and Bangladeshis. Amid the pure snows rose mosques, ethnic welfare nonprofits, halal markets, and other outposts of the new population. By two thousand six hundred Somali families occupied Fargo by twenty, Uh, By 2004, Somalis outnumbered Hispanics in the Fargo public school system. Refugee resettlement led by Lutheran social services continued bombarding the state with foreign migrants, 70% of them embedded in the Fargo area. According to the census data gathered by the Center for Immigration Studies, 23% of all students in the Fargo City School District are foreign-born. Now that's an amazing
2: statistic.
1: It's almost twenty five percent of the kids in the Fargo schools aren't from around
2: here. How does that? Why does that surprise you?
1: Well, it's Fargo.
2: I know, but as you get it well, wouldn't surprise me in here. What What is the population of Fargo? Just out I of just curiosity. said it.
1: One hundred twenty eight thousand. Okay,
2: that's it's it's comparative to a city like Rochester, right? Yeah. So go look at the school district population in the city of Rochester. I guarantee it's more than 25%. 23% of all
1: students in the, this is fascinating, 23% of all students in the Fargo City School District are foreign-born. That number was close to zero before the supposed global war on terror. And ironically, even though the people most prosecuted in the Middle East in general, and in the Syrian Civil War in particular, were Christians, almost all the refugees are Muslim. From fiscal year 2012 to fiscal year 2022, just 1.6% of 30,000 Syrians settled through the resettlement program were Christians. Almost all of them were Sunni Muslims, presumably because Assad and his allies are Shia. But it's ridiculous to bring in so many Sunnis when all of the rival factions against the Assad regime were terrorist groups like ISIS or al Nusra. This is what we did to Iraq for years. We brought in both sides of the Civil War. North Dakota Doug Burgum, who is now running a ceremonial bid for president, has turned his state into one of the fastest growing refugee hubs from volatile parts of the world, inducing a degree of social transformation his citizens never voted for. When Trump issued an executive order in September 2019 prohibiting refugee resettlement unless the state's governor affirmatively opted into the program, Bergum jumped at the first opportunity to embrace it. As a result, the foreign population, the foreign-born population of North Dakota, has spiked 103% between 2010 and 2021, the fastest rate of growth of any state. Overall, the foreign-born population has nearly quadrupled since 1990, and again in recent years, many from radic- mainly from radically divergent cultures. Nobody ever voted for this. When do I pause and add uh, the fact that not all foreigners are going to kill us? Right. I get it. Uh, Can I add something? Yeah. Uh, Fargo uh,
3: authorities are saying his being a Muslim, as far as they can tell, has no bearing on this case.
1: What do they think has a bearing on the case?
3: I don't know, Joe, but that's what I read on Inforum, which I have open now. I'll find the quote if you'd like.
1: Since Biden took office, states like North Dakota have been inundated. Now, this is written by David Horowitz. Remember, he's right. Um. Yep. Since Biden took office, states like North Dakota have been inundated with unvetted Afghan refugees who were admitted helter-skelter in large numbers when the Biden administration pulled out of the country without a security plan. In Feb 2022, the DOD inspector general released a report identifying at least 50 Afghans who posed potentially significant security concerns. The report noted that dozens of them who had derogatory information that would make them ineligible for parole were unable to be located. Okay, so yes, there is a reason the FBI and the media don't want us focusing on the case of Mohammed Barakat in North Dakota. As we look ominously toward Europe as it struggles with mass Middle East migration, officials don't want us to know we have a sleeper problem right here in the U.S. And in case you thought you could move from the coast to the hinterlands to escape the problem, uh, think again. Okay.
3: Uh, Here I have the quote. Yeah. Leaders of the Fargo-Moorhead's Muslim community told the forum they did not know Barakat when a family member made a request to a local mosque leader to handle his arrangements, funeral arrangements, the leaders refused. Uh, Barakat was a Muslim, and investigators found a Quran, cur, excuse me, Quran in his apartment, but noted that the authorities have not established any ties between him and the local muslim community uh, and here's a quote from a, a fellow named wrigley at this point in the investigation i find his muslim faith, faith no more notable than my lutheran
1: faith well wrigley is the uh, drew attorney wrigley general. is the state attorney general right yeah. and uh, he was terribly passionate during the press conferences talking about this dead copper yeah. i i find it hard to believe that Wrigley sitting on anything. It, if I might just offer a suspicion, it doesn't shock me or surprise me at all that the local Muslim
2: community—that's got to get the horn. I'm so would sorry,
1: attempt yeah. to distance themselves
2: <clears throat> from, this, from guy. this guy. Sure, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Now I don't know. I mean, maybe they're right. Maybe they say well, we don't know about this guy. We never heard of him. That strikes me as unlikely. Uh, but if if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Uh, I I think the hard, uh, dark truth of the matter is that there are people in the U.S. uh, bent on... Destruction. Destruction. And uh, this guy sounds like he's one of them. Uh, Maybe he would get the the moniker of being a lone wolf if he, in fact... has no identity with the rest of the Muslim community in Fargo.
2: The one thing, though, that is fair game is just to say that we have a problem with the number of people that aren't being vetted that are entering this country. That 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 shouldn't be controversial, but unfortunately, it is.
1: Well, we're led by a political class who enjoys the diversity and the equity and the votes and the votes.
2: <laughs> and uh, this let's not just, kid ourselves. That's what this is about. This it's is just about vote wonderful,
1: buying. Uh, You know, on the one hand, the political class really doesn't like America. On the other hand, they offer it up as a solace to the people trying to get here. I mean, it's a real mess. And uh, I'll I'll be the first to say, of course, that uh, we have a lot of Somalis in Minneapolis, and they sure as hell don't want to kill me, right? Some might. Some might. No, you specifically. Me, personally. But uh, I don't walk in constant fear of a terrorist attack. I don't either. But I'm not surprised when one happens. Is that a fair fair statement? That's fair. Why don't we
2: return shortly? You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times, and that's why you need the best, and also somebody that you can trust, and that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts, and he's here for you, so give him a call today for that free 48-minute no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you, so give him a call today. no Obligation. That's right. No obligation. It's absolutely free. 952 925 5608. And tell them you heard about him here on the Garage Logic Podcast.
5: Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is
2: no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment
1: advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. He's a man who spends hours in hardware stores. Sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sushi.
3: As far as I can tell, the only thing the Dakotas are known for is bugs. Uh, Beyond that, I don't know what else they have. Uh, A lot of grassland. Uh, Dragged a whole bunch of dirty, big old Sodak bugs home over the weekend. But getting them them gone was really easy with bugs be gone. Listen to me, I'm a poet. Uh, (laughs) The windshield, the grill, the bumper, they were all blanketed, pulled into the station. Got out my little spray bottle of Bugs Be Gone. It's right there in the uh, rear passenger door pocket. Sprayed it down, hooked up the pump, got her going, and by the time I was ready, I just used the squeegee thing, and they came off with ease. No extra elbow grease required. Uh, The Bugs Be Gone really works. It makes scrubbing bugs so easy. It breaks that sticky bond almost instantly, so you can easily wash it away. Safe for all finishes, non-toxic, water-based formula, leaves no film or haze when it dries, and we can use it on anything that has organic ick. I'm talking campers, motorcycles, boats, your golf cart, anything. Uh, Just spray it on, and uh, a couple of minutes later, spray it off. Bugs be gone. Just another wonderful
1: product from the fine folks at Seafoam. All right, let's clear up some statistics that John has found. Horowitz used statistics as provided by Daniel Greenfield, who's a conservative blogger, uh, an Israeli who's anti-Muslim. And he contends that, for example, uh, what, 23% of the student population in Fargo are, are uh, uh, not from Fargo, they're foreign-born. What are you finding according to the United States government census?
0: According to the census, about 7%, roughly. Of the students in that area, are uh, not uh, not born here.
1: Okay, Uh, it's hard to find the truth, isn't it?
0: The population has grown since twenty twenty by twenty seven hundred people. That's it since twenty twenty since twenty twenty. Yeah, so that's twenty three
1: years ago. Twenty
0: twenty is three. three I'm
1: sorry, that's three years
0: ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's the entire population. And the entire population is about 9% foreign. All right. Of the city. Now, I wonder if they, maybe uh, he, Greenfield, was including Moorhead since everybody always includes Moorhead. Although. That's true. That would be, I don't know. (laughs) Well, here's what we got.
1: Here's what we got. Here's how to wrap it up. You got a guy up there. Barakat, who killed a cop, wounded two others, wounded a bystander, and apparently had plans to uh, cause great tragedy at the Fargo Street Fair, <laughs> and was stopped by a copper. And good for the copper. And you have a local Muslim community in Fargo who denies him. They they say we don't know of him. He's not part of our gatherings and what have you so we'll we'll take them at their word for that. I have continued to call this guy a lone wolf terrorist and I will continue to uh, I don't know that we've been deprived of any any additional knowledge. There are outlets that will continue to cover this. We just won't get any coverage in the traditional news gathering institutions locally. Maybe the Fargo Forum will continue to dig deep. Uh, And I think that uh, Drew Wrigley, based on hearing him at earlier press conferences, he doesn't suffer fools gladly. And I would think he would be on top of this. And I don't know where to take it from there. Well,
2: that's the part to me that gets so frustrating, is the fact that unless a story checks certain boxes, that determines what amount of coverage it's going to get. And I'm talking specifically about the Star Tribune.
3: Well... My the qualifications for terrorist or terrorism, you have to have an agenda um to influence government or society. And this guy had no agenda that we know of. Well, he didn't brr. leave. He, he but he didn't leave a manifesto. No, he didn't warn people. He didn't tell people I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go kill. And this is why. Wouldn't so be- so I, I guess I disagree with your terrorist aspect. But,
2: you know, he's a lone wolf, insane, you know,
0: jackass. A a nutcase.
2: Yeah. But wouldn't, Kenny, the the amount of, I guess, the the arsenal that he had at his disposal, doesn't that... Well, how many other shootings have we had where where the
3: same type of situation has played out? But since it was a white person or just a regular African-American doing the shooting, you know, I'm just being generalizing here.
2: We didn't refer to that as terrorism. (laughs) <laughs> Wouldn't we, as in the five of us, though?
1: No, maybe not all of you, but I do. I, mean, I, I have everything
3: that he has except Tannerite. Do you have any gasoline? <laughs> 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 if you want to change the subject to gasoline, I'd love... <laughs> I could do 10 minutes on gasoline. <laughs> well, here's another way to say it.
1: The, the moral mm-hmm. of the Fargo story is these tragedies can happen anywhere. There, 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 there would be the
2: moral of the Fargo
1: story. By anybody, it can happen anywhere, by any type of perpetrator. Well, and it
2: doesn't even necessarily have to involve a firearm. Look at Kenosha, Wisconsin. People were at a freaking Christmas parade, right. for God's sake, and they were mowed down by a psychopath.
1: I, I do mm. think there is truth. Uh, I don't think our government will ever do anything about it, but. I do think there is truth that in the numbers of people getting into America, there are bad actors. But we've got plenty of homegrown bad actors. So that just reaffirms the moral. The moral of the story in Fargo is you just don't know where the hell anything could happen. Bing, bang, boom. How's that? (laughs)
5: I'll buy that. I'll buy that theory.
3: The (laughs) Sunni versus Shia um, topic is a really interesting sidebar, and I wonder... Have there been any incidences of that war playing out on our in this country? I'm unaware of that. Yeah uh, that's a fascinating part of uh, what you read to us. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't know that
1: mm-hmm. uh, May I change direction completely? please. You've got eight members of a Riverside California family, Riverside County. Who were in the recycling business. Okay. And food fraud-like, <laughs> they, they came up with a scam. Uh, they got $7.2 million for recycling cans and bottles. Wow. <laughs> they recycled. What they did is, I think they got an otter situation coming up here. Okay. As in Animal House, uh, I think they can go otter on the government. Okay. They smuggled into California 178 tons of cans and bottles. Oh, they stole this idea from Kramer on Seinfeld. <laughs> so, so, they 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 redeemed 7.6 billion dollars for aluminum cans, plastic bottles, and glass bottles that were brought over illegally from arizona brilliant and the california people are saying this is against the law <laughs> you can't recycle arizona products so, what what's to stop them from saying we're not going to let you tell us that we're not going to help save the earth by recycling right. products if it's they got
5: to go on or on
2: your Honor, if it's, yeah.
5: aluminum, it's aluminum
2: uh, don't, don't don't rain on our parade chris what no wh- why wh- help me understand why that's illegal
5: well, you get more uh, money for it in California, apparently. Because it's an ongoing...
1: Uh, uh, okay, you don't know. Yes, I do. <laughs> they were discovered as part of an ongoing initiative by CalRecycle to identify and rest those who tried to defraud California residents of recycling redemption credits that are are meant to encourage the use of California Redemption Value Program. This allows Californians to return beverage containers to privately owned recycling centers in exchange for $0.05 to $0.10 per container. Funded by Californians every time they purchase an an eligible item, the CRV tax is tacked on to the total cost, but can be redeemed upon return. By redeeming ineligible items from outside the state... Hmm consumers effectively steal money from the pockets of californians i see all right okay.
4: you get
2: it now so if the can if everything had been produced in the state of california they would have been, right. would have been fine okay so but food fraud like they figured out a scam
1: let's go get all the cans and bottles we got a lot coming in here yep but that ain't enough Let's go to Arizona and smuggle in 120 tons of this crap and turn it in for for reimbursement. Cash money. You're not going to sit here, state of California, and tell tell me me. that we're going to allow the United States of America to become (coughs) Mm despoiled by products no matter where those products are found.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) I have resisted getting involved in a scam like this with me. Listen, with me. Raccoons, skunks, badgers, and red fox, and possums. South Dakota pays $10 per tail between, I think it's Mm. April 1st and July 1st. Um, It's a predator nest protection thing. Mm -hmm. And the scam is, you and your buddies, raccoons aren't worth anything. You catch and kill as many coons as possible over the course of a year. Put them in the freezer. Oh my God, April second, <laughs> roll down to South Dakota. To your buddy who lives there, because you can't be a non-resident. So you got a buddy that lives there. Give them to him. Drop off five thousand raccoon tails. Hey, <laughs> well, here's Kenny with
1: news <laughs> but, from the crampy Coffee Shop. And <laughs>
3: the reason I haven't done it Throw is just the it's just one word. The reason I haven't done it,
2: lazy. It's lazy. I thought you were oh, gonna say
1: jail. Here,
3: no,
2: comes, nah,
1: jail, nah, here
2: a- comes Kenny with the, with six yetis and, <laughs> and the guys are, they're froze very
3: no, good. you just you snip their tails off out, out in the woods. You you don't even
1: take
2: the Oh carcass. you don't take the carcass. No, and then oh. you toss the tails in the freezer. Well then these you're
1: guys are gonna wow. be in bigger trouble. For figuring out a seven million dollars, than any criminal, than any food fraudster in Minnesota, yeah, with stealing two hundred and fifty million. This happened in 2018 too. A group of Arizonans was busted after defrauding California for 16.1 million because they trucked over hundreds of tons of recyclables.
3: I, uh, I 100% endorse this. This, this is, is awesome. Fantastic. This yep. is and fantastic.
1: And all they got to do is go on around them.
2: Yep. <laughs> Why we want a clean earth? <laughs> how how did, what's wrong with you? How did Cali find out? That's about what I this? was going to ask. I wonder how they got busted. Are there uh, markings on Somebody called on a can? the Cal
1: Recycle Hotline.
3: Oh,
2: oh they got
1: snitched upon.
2: That's, you can't trust anybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, we still have a snitch line here, don't we?
1: I kind of have a fond thought about them. Yeah, don't get to seven million. You're doing the Lord's work. Cleaning they were playing up the, the game, cleaning up the recyclables. You're not going to allow this yes! country Come to
3: on. fall
2: into ruin and the disrepair in public parks.
3: See, now this, this would be covered in my class, my community college class on teaching people how to smuggle drugs across the country. This would be another one. If you're doing anything drug related, high volume, and we could just throw in recyclables here.
5: Yep. Don't tell anybody. No. Right. Nobody.
2: Trust no one.
5: The incident, Criminally Incompetent? You know, yes. imagine,
2: yes. Joe, if the state of Minnesota had this very similar campaign, but with cardboard, you'd be a zillion. Oh, my around.
5: God.
1: <laughs> I just, you know, before
2: I die, what I'd like? What's that, Joe? A
1: cardboard-free month.
0: Good good luck.
1: Wow. Boyle, goals. Goals. Hashtag goals. You when know you, what, Matt? You got to have goals. You when you gotta hear have goals. the uh,
2: when you hear the old <laughs> Minor, UPS yep. Yep. or the Amazon truck accelerate and and or I should say decelerate, you know it's stopping at your end of your driveway, it's,
1: right? It's pretty much gotten to that point. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the
2: braking. He doesn't even look. He knows.
1: And no there, are, there are products that once taken out of the cardboard, which is then my problem. The cardboard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't even know what they are.
2: Yeah, you don't need to know. You probably don't want to know. So here's what I love She orders stuff. It comes once a week and it comes in a styrofoam container and it has the freezer pack inside the styrofoam container inside of the big cardboard box. The item she actually ordered is about the size of my cell phone. Yeah. And I'm thinking, why do you? Why do we need all of this? Mm-hmm. Guy needs to be in the cardboard business, doesn't he?
1: Well, today there was a there was a, a an implement on the table that looked like a barbell. Okay. Oh, a, shake weight. It had it had a round base. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, do you know what a shake weight is, you. know, yeah. Sue? <laughs>
1: He's a What's a shake? We'll we'll
3: we'll Google it for you and uh, show you.
1: (laughs) It had a round base and a pole sticking up. Oh boy! With another round with another round thing at the top. Was it left out by accident? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Is this something that should be, you know? What the hell are you talking about? Locked up. Still uh, Locked
3: up for twenty three hours and thirty minutes a day.
1: well, it looks like a barbell. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, What knew. it is, is it's to help a kid learn how to dive. What? You, you put it, you take it to the wherever you're getting your swimming lessons. Okay. You put it in the water and then you dive over it. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's a little pole. Well, I, You could make one in about two seconds. Yeah, right. It, it makes yeah. no sense whatsoever. Some
3: PVC and some end caps. That's all, yeah. you, that's all yeah. you got. Yeah,
1: yeah. Look, yeah. help me. But now I got the cardboard. I could put away the cardboard.
2: Rook, help me. This, I believe, was um, covered extensively by the Channel 5 crack news team way back oh, in the gross, day, wasn't it? Right. A major drug oh, sweep
5: in right. Minnesota. Few details are being released, but we do know that they've made one bust in Maplewood. That's where Jeff Trilly <laughs> is standing by Bouncing right now. Bouncing all over Jeff, the have place for
4: They're out. still inside searching for evidence. I'm told six people have been arrested and charged with intent to possess <laughs> and deliver cocaine. The, I'm told as much as 44 the professional pounds professional model there. That is not the...
1: Did it look that like <laughs> that?
3: <laughs> That's not the beginner's uh, unit there. No, you gotta work your way up to that one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the best is they go live. Five goes live right at the top well, of the you six know o'clock well news that and purpose. that cop said hold on. Oh, wait a minute. Let wait until up that upwards. camera Watch is it. freaking rolling.
1: Jeff, are you live yet? <laughs> And he, what did GLR's barbell? Thing?
3: This
2: is still on uh, the internet. What does what does a guy Google? It's uh, it's, it's going to be on the GL website. But, um, okay. If All you right. go to the YouTube, just search um Channel Five, and that device that starts with the D. You know, I must basically,
1: despite my flaws, mm-hmm. I must basically be a decent human being. Because my mind is not in the gutter.
3: We we can't figure out if you're faking it or if you really are this naive. No, he's really this naive. The shake weight (laughs) is a legitimate workout exercise thing, and it's it's something on a handle. You hold it like this in front of your face. Yeah. And you
5: shake it back and
2: forth. And and it oscillates.
0: oscillates. It's supposed to. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Jeff Krilly, right, was the yes. field reporter. Jeff Krilly
5: um, and Mark Sapelso was the infamous. Never mind. Poor
2: Jeff is going to have to live with this still shot in infamy. No, so just Google shake Weight I commercial. Can't.
1: I, I don't want to. Hurry into EcoFund. Yes. What do you got? What do you oh, got now' Now's the time to you, act. You've got another week in July, and uh, you can get a Bintelli Star. Uh, quality bikes at an amazing sale price this July. This is where you buy one and you get the second one at half price. That's a less expensive one at half price. Not to mention, while you're there, will you check out the uh, Vanderhall Roadster, the scooters that turn urban errands into adventures, the youth recreational equipment, golf carts, 4x4s, helmets, apparel. But what a time to get to EcoFun and get the new electric bike, get out into the parking lot, have Kaitlin teach you everything you need to know about it, including the right fit, the right size, the right tires, the right options, the right equipment, everything. Bintelli and Scootstars on sale through July. These are the highest quality electric bikes. That's an amazing sale price. You're buying one mm-hmm. at the regular price or, or whatever that sale price is. Then you're getting a, the less expensive version if, or model for half price.
5: Hell
3: yeah.
1: Go to Ecofund, get two electric bikes. Why not? There's a week left in July, and while you're there, test that Vanderhall Roadster. I'm looking at a picture of the Vanderhall Roadster that has a little hardtop option. Oh. You know damn well I can't go look at that.
5: No, you'll, no, you'll come, come home with it. I want that
1: more than I want a golf cart. Oh. This thing is, look at that thing. It's amazing. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. You know what you're talking about there? Total fun. Total fun. TF. So I got that going for me. What TF? Which is nice. EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. It's on Highway 97 west of 35. Immediately west, not far at all. And in Burnsville, EcoFun Motorsports on the service road of life near uh, County Road 42. That's right. EcoFunMotorsports.com. Mike Schoonover of the all
3: new and improved Schoonover Body Works on the horn with us. Positive Thursday, as always, brought to us by Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care right there in Shoreview, 1060 County E. Uh, some very, very positive vibes, Mike. Every, every week it's, it's getting, it looks like you're getting closer to being done and you sent some pictures over this morning. Do you guys actually have a pond in your front yard?
6: Uh, you know, a pool pond, a pond would be good for you, Kenny. <laughs> yes, it would. Yeah. If, if, if you drive by it right now, it's a little green. It doesn't look so hot. So, of yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not in it yet. But uh, yeah, we got a pond.
3: You know what? That's going to bring you. That's going to bring you geese. And you know what the geese like to bring you? Uh, little yeah. bombs in the parking lot.
6: <laughs> you always got to rain on my parade, Kenny. <laughs>
3: uh it's so cool it looks like you're so so close to being done
6: yeah we're weeks away uh we've been we were told at yesterday's uh construction meeting that uh the customers will actually use the very front door the entryway to the building on the 8th of august so 8th we're of a little august. over a week away and then probably yeah. two more weeks of uh of some more parking lot stuff and then we're done
0: Oh,
3: so fun, so cool. Um, It really is. I want to bring up something, though, uh, that happened in the news, was it earlier this week or last week? And for my money, it didn't get enough attention. Um, LeBron James, his kid, had a heart episode while playing ball. He did. He did, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, you
6: know, I think Joe likes to talk about the 48 hour rule of just waiting before you comment on anything. And I, am not sure if we will ever know what happened to him, what kind of condition he's got, uh, what, you know, caused it because he's from what I understand, he's a, an aspiring uh, basketball player who's probably got a pretty good future in the NBA. So I'm not sure if his health, uh, his personal health issue is going to be shared. So, uh, we may never know, but, um uh, but the good news is is that he you know, he had a episode and people jumped into action and he's uh he's living, you know, he's 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 living. So um so that's the good news. So But the, re- you know, the takeaway from that is is uh, you know, there's there's uh, LeBron James, uh an NBA player uh who's got you know, all the resources available and, and probably very good medical uh resources available to him that um He didn't even know that his son, you know, had some type of of, uh, issue here. And um, so, you know, it's just a good reminder for us to take care of our bodies, uh, you know, look at our blood pressure. If we got high blood pressure, you know, we should probably have it looked at. uh, If, you know, kids complain of having tightness in the chest or they are passing out during, you know, exercise or they don't feel well during exercise to go see the doc. Find out what's going on there, and then everybody should learn how to do CPR and how uh, to use an AED. Yes. And even if you know how to do it, go practice it.
3: Yeah, and even if you've been taught before, things have changed here in the last five years, um, yeah. and, and it's actually easier than ever now, uh, from what we've learned over here uh, in the last few years. And I really hope the James family makes this a pet cause of of theirs because this is the attention that this issue needs is somebody on his level to bring this to light to families all over the United States.
6: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and when Damar Hamlin went down in, in uh, January, you know, it, there was a, you know, there was a, I mean, that was all over the place. And I think he's done a really good job of, of really um, pushing, you know, for uh, cardiac health and making sure people are aware of what's going on. So uh, unfortunately, it takes uh, somebody to go down and either, you know, survive or unfortunately pass away for it to become important. Mm, yeah. Kind of like the traffic light thing, you know, Kenny. I mean, you know, the, all the car accidents happen, all the car accidents happen, and then finally a stoplight gets put up after yeah. all of the yeah. tragedies. So.
3: Yeah. And of course, if you're new to GL, the reason we're bringing this up with Mike is uh, Mike and his family runs an organization they call Play for Patrick. And, um, you know, something something horrible happened to your son, Patrick, while he was playing hockey. Uh, and he was a teenager. And you've turned this around and made it your life's mission to get kids and young adults checked for this. And we really love that. And GLers, if you want to learn more or help out, it's just go to the website playforpatrick.org. Um, Play for Patrick does um, screenings regularly throughout the year. Um, and, and if you have a kid in sports, or you know what, it doesn't matter if they're in sports or not. If you have a kid, have that kid checked. It's very important.
6: Yeah, that's really the uh, Thanks for saying that, Kenny, because it's really important to, to people understand that um, it's all kids that that need to have their hearts checked, yep. not just athletes. So, yep. Um, yep. Everybody is uh, everybody is an athlete, and you know the band, you know kids that are in band and dance and you know art or whatever. They don't have to play any sport, but uh, everybody should be checked out.
3: Yeah, I don't care if you're in debate, debate club or the chess club, whatever. Uh, get get your kid checked. Uh, meanwhile, if you need anything for your automobile and you need that checked, um, anything related to auto repair can be had at Schoonover Body Works in Auto Care. And of course, they are Garage Logic's official body shop, always rated as one of the top shops in the Metro. We're talking schoonoverbodyworks.com.
1: What? You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere.
0: Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Minneapolis police say that two children were taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries after bullets went through the duplex where they lived early in the morning. According to a police report, officers responded to a shot spotter activation at 336 this morning. It was on the 3000 block of Emerson Avenue North for a report of gunfire damage to a duplex. Officers said they provided care for a 7-year-old girl inside the duplex who had an apparent gunshot wound and an 11-year-old boy with an apparent graze wound, both taken to North Memorial Medical Center. Officers say they found evidence of gunfire in the street and the forensic unit processed the scene. Police Chief Brian O'Hara said police don't think it was a case of random gunfire. Anyone with any information or tips asked to call Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-TIPS. I Minnetonka mean, city officials say two men are in custody after allegedly going across the metro area, posing as local construction contractors, after deliberately damaging homes <laughs> in order to have business.
2: Did you guys see yeah. the yeah. invoice
0: yeah. that yes. was left? Yeah. Okay. What was your first thought, Chris? Ding bleeping ding. Looking for a yeah, so I went immediately to the leprechaun picture. I thought that would match that perfect. Anybody that fell for these clowns is an idiot. Earlier this week, officials say a homeowner in Minnetonka was visited by contractors who offered to fix her home's chimney. When the contractors gave the homeowner photos of the damaged chimney, she noticed the invoice was handwritten and then called the company listed, only to find out the people who came to her home were not connected to the company. The woman also found broken chimney pieces in her backyard. According to Minnetonka Police Captain Andy Gardner, the homeowner then asked the crew for identification and additional information. She eventually called police, who sent detectives to the address and arrested the suspects. The two men are in federal custody after being identified by members of the U.S. Department of of Homeland Security and could be formally charged with theft, criminal damage, and more. Officials say the men are from England. City officials say the contractors would be on uh, occasion, say the contractors would on occasion offer to drive the homeowners to a bank in order to get paid. In addition, city officials say there were two teens traveling with the crew. They're now in protective custody.
5: Paid a full, written in pencil. They were Englishmen?
0: english accents
3: but the handwriting looks like they wrote it with their mouth
0: yes it looks like a it's awful just turn Turn that around yeah yeah Yeah. check check that out on channel five's website folks if you haven't seen it you'll want to see (laughs) that invoice
5: ding ding i found a leprechaun it's almost as if we just
2: said hey uh boys can you throw an invoice together (laughs) real quick
5: yeah yeah we got (laughs) it we, we just printed them up
0: Star Tribune reporting Excel Energy's second quarter profits fell 12% and missed analysts' forecasts as the company grappled with unfavorable weather in Colorado and an adverse rate case ruling here in Minnesota. Excel posted second quarter earnings of $288 million, or 52 cents a share, down from $328 million, or 60 cents a share, a year ago. Stock analysts polled by Zacks Investment Research were expecting profits of about 55 cents part of the problem, according to Excel, unfavorable weather. Unfavorable weather in the utility business refers to sustained higher than normal temps during heating season sapping gas demand. Excel also said its earning weakness was fueled by higher interest in operating costs and because uh, they got a rate case decision here in Minnesota that went against them, leaving them with less than expected revenue. Minnesota Orchestra teaming up with First Avenue for a future outdoor venue in North Minneapolis. The Upper Harbor Terminal Redevelopment's Community Performing Arts Center will be an 8,000-seat amphitheater along the Mississippi River. First Avenue will manage the venue, and the Minnesota Orchestra will be a strategic partner. Orchestra president and CEO Michelle Miller-Burns said, we see it as a way to bring a bigger musical vision to this region. Both of us are committed to creating and sustaining a dynamic musical environment here in Minnesota, so it just felt like a really natural coming together. The Upper Harbor Terminal Community Performing Arts Center set to open in 2025. Who's paying for this? Uh, I would assume the orchestra and First Ave? I don't know. Well, first staff just going to manage it. That doesn't mean
2: that they're going to invest. Yeah, first I staff don't doesn't have any money. Well, that and they're, I, they're running on a shoestring all the time. Do you have an address? I was wondering the same thing. Where where exactly is down it? Down on the river. Thank, well, down down, the, down, the down on the
0: Mississippi area. <laughs> so oh, they're about to drink. S-
3: south of north, Broadway, north, north of Plymouth, south like of that. Plymouth. It's right is around it, in there. Is We're, it Boom Island? Where the We're river
2: rats do their bit? Yeah, so we're, we're in there, Where that is that it? Area. Let's
3: nail this down. It's right hey, by the river. I want to know about parking. Where are we going to park?
2: And, hey, who wants to head to north for a there's show? A lot of well, there's a big difference
3: summer. between north and northeast. True. That's and, true. And it sounds like this might be northeast.
0: Do you guys see, uh, off the beaten track here, uh, speaking of first to have the pretenders are playing 7th Street Entry. The tree, tree It would be amazing. Yeah, they're doing a bunch of small halls. Well, they're, they're going to be uh, the opening act for Guns and Roses uh, on the big stage stages in America. Yeah. While they're doing that, they're doing small, very oh, tiny that's clubs. that's cool. Because Chrissy Hind wanted to get back to playing small that's, clubs on three hundred you know, people at yeah, the 300 most. Three hundred people. The tickets sold out in one minute. And what now could they? This, what could they <clears> charge <throat> for that? What could they make? They were, they were charging sixty dollars. Uh, per ticket, uh, but now they all sold out in one minute, and now they're on, Oh, well, you know, ticket, not Ticketmaster, but uh, the secondary markets for up to $600.
3: I will so, say this. Wow. I would... I would rather see a show in the entry than the main room. It is the best room in town.
1: That's an eight. It, that's eighteen thousand dollars. Three hundred ho- tickets at sixty bucks.
3: It's crowded and sweaty. It's got a great sound system, and you are right on top of the band. Mm-hmm. It's just the best room in in town. Well, we'll see you there. I'm sure. We'll Looks like you're
5: back on the chain gang, huh? Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
5: Yeah. Attaboy, you saw the way, you? I saw the wheels turning. I saw the wheels turning. Oh, yeah.
2: boy, where's yeah. it go? where going
0: to go? Speaking of shows, uh the Jonas Brothers have announced another show. And I remember they played the State Fair last year. Uh This morning, the band announced an additional show at Excel Energy Center as part of an extension of their tour. Which oh, wait, show are you going to, months. Rook? I'm sorry. This is two months after the State Fair show. Pardon uh, me. We like Joey Jonas. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Okay. Is there uh, the a Joey Jonas? I don't know. I, I have no idea. The new show is set for November 19th. That's two months after the state fair show on September 1st. Tickets go on sale August 4th. At 10 a.m., uh, let's uh, talk to our friend Chris Reavers and then we'll be back with more news. Thank you, John. You
2: know what? North American Banking Company was so nice to celebrate 30 years of Garage Logic as they are the presenting sponsor for all of those highlights and one that you're just going to hear here in just a moment. But North American Banking Company is here for you. If you're looking at making a switch from your big bank, then they want to take care of you and your family. My location is at Roseville, but you can also see North American Banking Company at 50th in France. Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location that's over there in Maple Grove. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but you know what? They're going to take care of you. They're also locally owned and operated, which means that loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. And this is going to help business owners solve problems and expand their business with confidence. North American Banking Company deals with numbers every day, but you are never going to be one of them. And that's because when they first opened back in 1998, they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers where you know your banker and they know you. While a lot has changed since then, this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities has not. There is no shortage of options, and they get that. So if you're tired of being just a number to your big national bank, then be sure to check out my friends at North American Banking Company. You can see them on their website, nabankco.com. That's nabankco.com. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal house. Lender.
4: From high atop the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, we're celebrating 30 years of
1: Garage Logic. Thanks in part to North American Banking Company.
5: We're going into the Chimp Tool Room, yes. because we? <laughs> Well, we, let's let's hope the lady well, in Romania survives. Now we're off well, to. She uh, did. She uh, she's eliminated the teeth. Yes, as
1: we say. Chimpanzees living in the West African savannah have been observed fashioning deadly spears from sticks and using the handcrafted tools to hunt small mammals, the first routine production of deadly weapons ever observed in animals other than humans. Mm-hmm. The multi-step spear-making practice documented by researchers in Senegal who spent years gaining the chimpanzee's trust adds credence to the idea that human forebearers fashioned similar tools millions of years ago. The landmark observation also supports the long-debated proposition that females, the main makers and users of spears among the Sengalese chimps, tend to be the innovators and creative problem solvers in primate culture. Hmm. Well, let me go back to the beginning here because I had a marvelous cartoon bubble. Perhaps you did as well. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) The chimp tool room is what I see. (laughs) Kind of a chimp
5: garage. Yeah, kind of describe that. Chimpanzees
1: living in the West African savanna have been observed fashioning deadly spears from sticks and using the handcrafted tools to hunt small mammals. Well, I see, uh, I see a chimp, uh, almost in like a blacksmith shop, <laughs> and he's got the uh, kind of the the the, the soiled. Uh, like a butcher's the, apron, yeah, but, yeah, it's, but a, it's black. But it's, it's a dark, black apron. Heavy. Yeah, and and he's got one of those round, like a leather Greek <laughs> fishing hat. You know, he's got the little Greek fish, but it's soiled from years of of smoke from the bellows in the chimp in the chimp tool shed. And and what happens is the babe brings over the, you know, the babe chimp comes and and says, "Look at this, look at this. Is this a pretty good <laughs> stick?" And how am I doing? You, the Apprentice. Yeah, the apprentice. yeah. And he, you know, he's got a heater going. He's got a heater going. He says, "Yeah, I can work with that." Let me take a look let at me, it. With let the... me have a look at it. You got a nice like stick here. Deals.
5: Let me take a look at it. He yeah. doesn't miss a beat. No, the smoke is no. Gone.
1: And and I know it says women are the are are the innovators and the creative problem solvers, but that's not what I'm seeing in my cartoon bubble. I'm seeing oh. I'm seeing the chimp, uh, and he's
5: got a cash register. I saw the shop bell, the and, shop bell, or the, the doorbell. doorbell. Yep. He walks in, ding, oh, ding, 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 and He knows that he's got to stop Ding, the ding, here she comes, and
1: she says, uh, when will this spear be ready? <laughs> <laughs> he says, you he fills man. out, no, he fills out the sheet. He fills out, yeah, he fills out the sheet and gives it to her. And says, "I'll see you in about three oh. days," you know. And then he goes and he toils at the at the at the flame. He's fashioning She's, a spear point.
5: She says, three days? I'm hungry." And he's, "Hey, I got a lot of I work." Got, hey,
1: I'm backed up here. How many shops you see in this town? <laughs> oh. got the calendar. The you got the calendar with chimp babes on it in oh. the on the wall. Yes. <laughs> across the across the street. What do you see? On the work table, on the work table. There's the front counter where he waits on the on the chimps who come in for weapons.
5: Right. I see. Okay. You like his uniform? Uh
1: huh. I'm going with that uniform. He's got. But then he's got the bellows and the uh, the anvil. I see an anvil. <laughs> All right.
5: But there's a workbench in the back of the shop. Okay. He's got some hammers. Yep. He's got. Uh, Half-eaten banana. Yeah, well, you're close to what I see. He's cl- got, but the lunchbox. That's the it! Lunchbox yes, yes, the, the lunchbox is open. The black lunchbox. The round kind. The,
1: <laughs> the kind that the have... Thermoses, the yeah, the thermos yes.
5: housed in the round... In the round. Board. The half-moon top. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got it open, and he's got the coffee. He yep. pours himself every I see, once in and a while. I, see,
1: I see an ashtray that's just full of butts, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And and the window, uh, multi-paned oh. window oh. that looks out on the alley of It's chimp,
5: not clean. Of it's chimp dirty. Town. It's got dirt well, on it. Well, not, not because he's slovenly. No, but just years just be, of... years of blacksmithing. Right. Years of tool making as yeah. a chimp. And where does he go after five across the right street? Right down to the bar. Where they're, where they're telling the You know why he goes there? Joke.
1: You know, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, it's just a little ice cream. That joke. That <laughs> joke. You know what he does? Yeah. You know why he goes there? Tell me. To
5: cash his paycheck. <laughs> 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 he takes it out of the register. Yeah, and, yeah. and If he, he's low oh, he's or sales or...
1: He's got it. He puts it out there. And he, he gets cash, and, oh. and then he... And then how do you see him walking home? Crookedly. Well, no, I, don't, Just kind I, don't, I don't think he lingers at the bar. It's Friday.
5: Well, I know, he goes is, in. He has a bump. Get his. He gets his check cash. Like so well, yeah, but what's he got? Got his lunchbox. What else? He's got a his cap. His going home cap. He picked up a paper. <laughs> lunchbox he, and The newspaper yes, under his arm. He picked
1: up the evening paper.
5: Could still get an evening paper in Senegal. And he
1: goes home, he hangs the hat on the hook, oh.
5: and he takes the apron off, hangs it up, says hello to Alice. Who the missus who's it? got the blonde wig. <laughs> <laughs> the, the lipstick. <laughs> what took you so long? It was busy at the bar. Are you kidding me? Business is good. <laughs>
1: What's for dinner? And she, she, said, up she says pan? to him, I see you got the paper. Did you read about that woman in Senegal? Or no, in, uh, Romania. in, Ro- <laughs> in Romania that kissed her oh. guy so passionately that she swallowed his teeth. And he goes, no, I didn't see that, but it's a knee slapper. Oh.
5: And they talk about it over dinner. Oh, what's, what's in the pan? What's she frying up? Let's see. What is she making? Oh. It's Friday.
1: Yeah. It's Lent. I suppose they're not having monkey meat. No, well, no, maybe some fried banana or something like that. You know, <laughs> some kind of odd She's vegetable Trying to dish. doll it up and yeah. make it interesting. And, and but and I see curtains on the oh. window, but they're tied back. You know, they're <laughs> they're tied. Back. They're not
5: going out tonight. Oh, do they? Are there little chimps? Yeah, they're all, you know, they're, hey, hey, hey and he's saying, hey, i got to read the paper. But then know. maybe they have a serious discussion, and he says, you know,
1: we haven't really progressed much. It's uh, it's one spear after the next, <laughs> you know.
5: Well, some of the gals uh, are bringing in some interesting stuff.
1: Anything come you. in today? Yeah, that uh, uh, And Nancy, Nancy from the Gooby tribe came in. She had the nicest stick oh. you've ever seen. I told her I'd have it ready in three days. She She's acted huffy. There. She acted huffy. She thought that wasn't nearly quick
5: enough.
2: 30 Years of Garage Logic is brought to you by
1: North American Banking Company.
2: A better banking experience. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. To learn more, go to nabanco.com. Join
4: us all summer long as we look back at 30 years of GL memories.
1: Is that a cylinder index or his golf score? Either way, it's a big number. Here's Joe Suchere.
0: In other news, lawyers for Donald Trump met this morning with members of special counsel Jack Smith's team ahead of a potential indictment over the former president's efforts to overturn the results of the 2020 election. The meeting included Trump lawyer, John Lauro. uh, Trump himself confirmed the meeting in a post on his Truth Social Network saying, my attorneys had a productive meeting with the DOJ this morning, explaining in detail that I did nothing wrong, was advised by many lawyers, and that an indictment of me would only further destroy the country. He added, there's no indication of notice that was given during the meeting, uh, he's expected at some point in the next few days uh, to be indicted on those charges. Uh, meanwhile,
2: your president was part of a panel talking about protecting communities from the extreme heat. Joe, oh, good. And uh, your president had this to say.
0: Well, it's not going to alleviate it, right, the heat problem right now. But we also have a number of programs to do everything from uh allow people to have the ability to get help to literally paint the roofs white to uh change their the their 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 windows and doors and get tax credits for doing it so get
3: uh-huh. up there paint your shingles paint white your shingles and then white. watch
1: your yard fill up with white paint <laughs> i think he meant the walls of the house uh, he said roof oh they did say roof. Probably meant ceiling. Uh, speaking of... <laughs> C. McConnell you.
2: yesterday? You see McConnell?
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I, got, I, got, I got that coming up. It's oh, up I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry, Jack. sorry john i did not do the stare, though. He did the thousand-yard stare.
0: Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah. I was amazed. Well, we can talk about when I read this story later. But uh, a federal judge's upending of Hunter Biden's plans to wind up his legal troubles before his dad's 2024 reelection campaign has heightened the legal peril for President Biden's son, could give the president's political opponents fresh ammunition. In an extraordinary courtroom drama yesterday, the judge expressed concerns about a proposed plea deal under which the younger Biden would have likely served no time in prison in exchange for a guilty plea on two tax charges and avoided a gun charge by agreeing to remain drug-free and never owning a firearm again. Instead of the carefully choreographed way most plea deals roll out, U.S. District Judge Mary Ellen Norieka refused to approve either the tax or the gun agreement, saying they contained what she called atypical provisions and needed further study. And Justice Department lawyers left open the possibility the president's son could face more charges, including related to his foreign lobbying, prompting a disagreement with defense attorneys. The Justice Department has long been investigating whether Hunter Biden or a Ukrainian consulting firm, Burisma, that hired him should have registered under the Foreign Agents Registration Act but prosecutors have faced challenges in pursuing any such charges, including that Hunter Biden routinely hired third parties, such as lobbying and law firms. Noreen gave both sides 30 days to provide more information. At that point, the younger Biden could plead guilty and formalize the agreements he has already negotiated. If the judge declines to approve that deal, then he would likely need to proceed to a court trial.
1: These are third rail people. <clears throat> nothing will ever happen, just like nothing will ever happen with Trump
3: remember the old days when I think it was the Kennedy family they didn't like somebody they just stuck him in the uh in the twitch farm
1: yeah well including their old child
3: that's what I mean yeah, yeah. start yeah. drilling holes in his head
1: the only was a her it was the a only her question I mean I, hunter yeah but go well, the ahead. only question I have about hunter is he he didn't pay taxes on one and a half million dollars of income okay doing what
3: well, I think he was selling weed wasn't he
1: he does not have a
0: job <laughs> for example we should. Uh, and the international effort—we've—we've we've got a commitment to, you know, plant a billion trees over the next seven years worldwide. It.
1: Yeah, one billion—that's that's <laughs> okay, a, a lot of trees. He Weird is not mo- even—he's
3: not even trustworthy enough to be a drug dealer. That was an insult to all drug dealers. I apologize.
0: <laughs> Weird moment yesterday, as we've already discussed. Senate <laughs> Minority Leader Mitch McConnell appeared suddenly unable to speak during a yeah, press he conference. was up, and- didn't he, John? He did. Yeah. Uh, he was briefly led away by concerned GOP colleagues. Although when I looked around, they all were looking around like, "What do we do now?" Yeah. Nobody really did anything. Yeah. McConnell returned to the press conference and assured reporters he was fine after after being helped about his health. Asked about his health. Wow. Maybe I should be led away. McConnell told the reporters later Wednesday night he spoke to President Biden by phone after his freeze up. He said the president called to check on me. I told him I got sandbag. Minority leader said the parent reference reference, between
1: the president and uh, Mitch, huh? Yeah,
0: Yeah. (laughs) reference to Biden's comments in June after he tripped over a sandbag. uh, Pressed on what happened, McConnell Mm. repeated, I'm fine, that's the important. Is anybody else alarmed that
2: you know, every person in a position of authority is about 165 years old? Nancy Pelosi, the
3: They have no business being in there. Do we of have
5: a, a mandatory retirement age? Hell yes. Didn't Mitch Absolutely. have a
1: concussion recently?
5: He, he yes. may This
1: might he not have fell been a stroke. right.
2: Yeah, he yeah. did a face plant right in the taters. <laughs> yeah. Was he hit in the head with a hammer? Or was no? That was Pelosi. That was, that was Pelosi's husband. husband.
0: Pelosi's husband. Right. Yeah, he had a visitor.
2: Yes, um, did.
3: Mitch is going to tip out of the canoe here any minute. You're going to make me say it, aren't you, Chris? I know.
0: <laughs> Are you getting the QAnon newsletter continuously? I right? actually get it digitally. <laughs>
3: Former Donald Trump. Hell, I'm Rudy. one of the contributors, John.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yes, Kenny sent it to me directly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> former Donald Trump lawyer Rudy Giuliani has admitted to making false statements regarding election workers the former president claimed had tampered with ballots in the 2020 presidential election count in Georgia. In a court filing, the former mayor of New York conceded, yeah, he had made up the statements and had published them to third parties, but said uh, it won't chase, change his argument. He said all those were con- constitutionally protected as First Amendment speech. Giuliani did not contest that they were false statements. The statement by a Republican lawyer came as part of a defamation lawsuit brought by Ruby Freeman and Nwandria Moss, who alleged they had faced harassment after Giuliani and Trump claimed they had counted extra votes. The two, you may remember this, were said to have removed ballots from suitcases and underneath tables after the count had ended in Fulton County, Georgia. Officials in the state debunked the claims, saying the absentee ballots had been removed from carrier cases while counting was still ongoing, according to the local paper there. Ted Goodman, political advisor to the former mayor, told Newsweek that Giuliani did not acknowledge that the statements were false, but he did not contest it in order to move on to the portion of the case that will permit things to move forward. I wonder why Giuliani went bananas.
1: He was not only the mayor of New York, he was an acclaimed mayor of New uh, York. He, was a,
5: he did a great job. He and cleaned he, it up. He,
1: he, you, you tie your wagon to that dumb Trump, you're screwed.
5: I, what do you
3: mean he cleaned it up? He took all of the fun out of New York City. Mm-hmm. Seriously. no, it, <laughs> no it, was per- it
1: was safe. It was yeah.
3: a perfect town for the likes of Rookie. The rest of us that like to live it up and have fun were screwed. <laughs> no. They made me put my beer in a brown paper bag when I was walking around and drinking in Manhattan. Yeah. When you oh. were
5: sleeping in a stairwell?
3: Creeps. Well, we didn't Rook. have to sleep. We had, well, yeah,
0: we didn't. No. You got to keep you up? Rook. There's no sleeping. Rook just wanted to make sure you weren't on the dope, Kenny, okay? Yeah. yeah.
5: I wanted to make sure you're not on the reefer. yeah <laughs> I think Giuliani went crazy when he started dyeing his hair. Remember when he was at that oh, press he conference? Was that something <laughs> run down his face like <laughs> an oil leak. <laughs> That's
2: like an oil leak. Wasn't that the Four
0: Seasons bit?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. Where the chick was in the room.
0: That's a different one. <laughs> That's a different one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, he needs to be at the farm. Yeah. Uh, Musician death, Sinead O'Connor, found dead yesterday in a private residence. The eight-time Grammy nominee won Best Alternative Music Performance in 1991 for her international breakthrough album, I Do Not Want, What I Haven't Got. Additionally, she won three MTV Video Music Awards for Nothing Compares to You, The Prince Song that she covered That track hit number one in several countries in Ireland. It was number one for 11 weeks and the billboard music awards named it the number one world single of 1990 off offstage actions overshadowing her three octave vocal range and obvious talents. Her most controversial American TV moment came back in 1993. <sighs> when she was on Saturday night live, she ripped up a picture of the Pope. She messed with protest. the deuce man.
3: Yeah, but a she protest. wasn't wrong.
0: I was just going to say, uh, she was proven right. A form of protest against sexual abuse within the Catholic Church. She spoke often about her mental health issues and tried to commit suicide twice in the past. An autopsy will determine the cause of death. She was 56 years old.
5: Is that, it's not a perfect song, but she really, I mean, that's a great tune. That uh, she why shares. did she and Wonderful. Prince
1: fight about it?
5: Her and Prince didn't get along. I think Prince had different ideas about the song. We were wondering
2: too yesterday when it broke. John, did Prince write that song for her? Because he didn't release. No, it, there's a version by him somewhere I've heard. I but know. did that come up before she recorded that? That's what I was trying to. Want. I, can't, I can't answer that. Well, her version
0: it was much better than his. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think she wrote it specifically, or he wrote it specifically.
1: She for was no go zone from about the age of ten. <laughs>
5: She shaved her head, though. That's kind of that's where you've got to hang on here. Let's reassince. Yes, You know why?
0: <laughs> she you was on the why? dope. Yeah, reefer. No. She she uh, said all the record label executives tried to make her look glamorous. Yeah. And she said, "Screw that! <clears> I'm she not said, doing I'll that." Show you. She, she went the squeaky from route. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
3: Who else? Actors, did, oh, Britney. I, I was so, going to so, say. I didn't thought Brittany she was gorgeous. That? Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, she
1: was she, good looking. She was
0: very pretty. Yeah. Very pretty. Well,
3: it's bastards like you that forced yeah, her to shave her head. Part right? of the establishment. You a misogynist I, old fool.
5: I would say in her prime nothing <laughs> nothing Boom. compared to
3: her. Okay.
5: Rook, yeah. Rook.
3: Let's go to
2: Rook Even for commentary. restaurant? Yeah. <laughs> Rookie. A you know what? I would love if you did this once a week just to agitate the two that aren't in this room. We should a have music w-
3: podcast rookies? with Rookie. Rookie's musical minute yes. once
1: once a week at least. That's how long the show should last. A minute. <laughs> you should. Uh, all right.
0: No, a minute too long. If we're going to do that, you got to do it on Fridays when I don't work because I don't <laughs> want to be part of it. <laughs> and it's nothing but lyrical puns. That's
2: all it is.
0: <laughs>
1: 100%. Since you held a I have some
0: uh, loose you, leaf binder material for Joe here. Yeah. I'm ready. Man arrested over the weekend after he drove a Jeep off the pier at Whitefish Point State Harbor while allegedly intoxicated. Never did that. Who hasn't wanted to, though? Come on. A bicycle, but not a car. (laughs) The green Jeep landed in the shallows of Lake Superior in Paradise, the report said. The driver and passenger were not injured, uh, and it happened, the Michigan State Police say, at 4.30 in
1: the
3: morning, Saturday, uh, July well, I think 22nd. Nothing happens at 4.30 in
2: the morning. Time oh, to go to bed. Yeah. It's the only time it happens. That that Thanks,
1: Mitch. Thank you, John.
2: <laughs> Kenny's about to go face first to Croatia. <laughs>
5: yeah, you are. Uh, I tell you what, Kenny, we will take you on the trip and uh, we'll drive you right into the drink What? <laughs> We might leave you there. No, seriously. (laughs) Check out escapewithusvacations.com for all of your travel needs. You don't have to be going to Croatia, but I actually will be going to Croatia with a whole crew next year in July, July 14th to the 21st. A couple spots are still open, so if you'd like to look into it, Get all of the dope at escapewithusvacations.com. My two sisters, Teresa and Maria, have a travel agency, and they've been on this trip before, and it was so much fun they decided to do it again. So many garage logicians have already signed up. If you want more information, it's an eight-day cruise from Split, to Dubrovnik next year in July, so you got some time to save up some money. Here's the deal: you go to EscapeWithUsVacations.com. You've got the all the prices, you've got all the information, what you're getting, and it's a really long list. It's going to be a blast, and you get a take you get to take a look at the MS Adriatic King. That's the private yacht that we're going to be on. I'm so excited for this trip, and I can't wait to sail with you, Garage Logicians. So. If you want to go to vacations.com, do that today and get all the information. If you have some specific questions, pick up the phone and dial 651-788-4338. If you're not going to Croatia, use a travel agent from Escape With Us Vacations. It is cheap insurance. Again, escapewithusvacations.com. Oh, here. I'll let you know how it is, Johnny. Thanks, Mark. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere.
1: Were the congressional hearings on UFOs yesterday it? Is that it? Are we done? There's got to be more. We solved all the issues.
3: There's no way we can rest on that alone. So much was uncovered and discovered yesterday that this is going to continue. This is the snowball at the top of the hill just starting
1: out. Uh, According to a a Channel 4 site, uh, a story on a site uh, today, there's been 2,000 reported Minnesota UFO sightings. Wow. Hmm. Uh, The most recent being July 8. Where? Two weeks ago in South St. Paul. Come on. uh, When a reporter saw the same object four times over an hour. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah, no, we're not. The oldest sighting in the Minnesota database is from 1932. My mother has told me this story a number of times in my life, and I wanted it to be reported as it's a fairly early sighting, the report states. In the fall of 1932, her parents were at their cabin at South Long Lake outside of Brainerd. It was a nice clear night, so they were outside enjoying the weather. They suddenly saw a light flash across the sky, which then paused and hovered over the lake for five minutes before taking off. It made no noise. The other cabin dwellers had gone in for the night, so they were the only witnesses. But both of them had seen it. Since there was very little airplane traffic in 1932 and no helicopters, there really wasn't much else it could have been. Isn't that something? Yeah, Uh, but most of the Minnesota sightings sightings are typical of Minnesota. Uh, Well, I saw something, but I I saw
5: a glimmer of light.
3: There's some Swede that got into the mushrooms,
1: right? Mm. Um, uh, The database contains 100 sightings in Saint Paul, 150 in Minneapolis. The (laughs) the best, (laughs) right in the city, (laughs) right? Right. The best, the best one is that Val Johnson case. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, the uh, Minnesota Historical Society has kept track of that. That was Marshall County Deputy Sheriff Val Johnson in 1979. In fact, it's considered one of the most credible cases in the United States. Hmm. Per the uh, Historical Society, Johnson was driving on State Highway 220 in Marshall County around 1.40 a.m. on Aug 27. 1979, when he saw a light in the sky. Johnson said the light entered his car, and as it did, he heard glass breaking and lost consciousness. When he woke up, 40 minutes later, his car had been moved more than 850 feet from where he stopped and was severely damaged. The car is still on display at the Marshall County Historical Society in Warren, Minnesota. He suffered burns to his eyes, and the clock and and his wristwatch both lost 14 minutes, he said. Okay. Johnson became a national celebrity following the incident, and it has been referred on TV shows such as The X-Files and Fargo. In 2019, Newsweek called the Johnson incident the 10th most credible UFO sighting in history. I'd like to know what the top nine were. Yeah. Uh... WCCO looked back at Johnson's story in 2015, and he declined to be interviewed. He's now, uh, I think, living in retirement, and uh, well, he's got to be really old. Doesn't want any part of this, right? So uh, that that does ring true. I remember that distinctly. Don't you guys remember that on the news?
3: No, I don't. I've only read and seen the video. I've no. Met.
1: I remember the night it broke on the news. It was uh,
3: what year was that?
1: 1979.
3: Yeah, I know. Because I don't think I was paying attention to the I future. had other concerns in 79.
1: <laughs> not me. I uh,
3: yeah, well, was devoting my life
1: from, to the news as I do now.
3: From Professor Buzzkill. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hearings are were absolutely fascinating. I watched the whole thing this morning, and I'll probably watch it again. Learn some very are interesting things. Are they going things. today again? Uh, not that I know oh. of, no. He's just
5: going to rewatch it.
3: It about a little bit over, I think it was two and a half hours, actually. That's all. Two hours and 15 minutes. It's the first time I've witnessed a committee hearing like this where there wasn't partisan rancor. Uh, both sides are getting along uh, pretty well. And OAC, is that is that what we call her? We call her AOC. AOC. AOC? She did not come off as an idiot. Well, what did she say? Yeah, She had some questions that were valid. Really? Yeah, it was just mostly... Um, Senators and, and uh, representatives asking questions of these three
2: witnesses. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Only because they—I co- just heard a barking noise. Yeah, they're cheering because the Bills just came oh, back yeah. against the Cardinals.
1: Only because they come to us all the way from Fernandina, the villages, Florida, from the traveling Lymans. It was on this day in eighteen ninety-eight. Is it,
2: Joe? Today is July twenty-seventh.
1: Alexander Ramsey, who frequently makes these uh,
2: bits. Yeah, we
5: he? really do follow mm-hmm. him, don't we?
1: Uh, He had served as governor during the Civil War. He set the cornerstone of the third state capitol building designed by Cass Gilbert. The capitol was a memorial to Minnesota's Civil War soldiers. Now, that's our current capitol, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. 1898? I thought the current one... Look it up. Cass Gilbert?
5: Freestanding Uh, government. We don't know that. I
1: certainly remember this case. With urgency, I remember this case. On this day in 1972, July
2: 27,
1: kidnappers took Virginia Piper, wife of investment banker Harry C. Piper Jr., they took her from her home out Minnetonka Way. She was released near Duluth after a ransom of $1 million was paid <laughs> at the time the highest such payment ever no. made.
3: It was paid by Dude and Walter? And was it a ringer? And it was his whites?
1: No, it was paid by...
2: uh, I can get you a toe.
1: I I think Harry uh, Piper arranged to have it paid.
2: The current state capitol building is the third building, Joe. Well, that's the
1: one we're talking about. Sibley uh, laid the cornerstone for the third state capitol building. Designed by Cass Gilbert. Well, that was 1898, but I don't think it opened until about what? 1905. 1905.
3: You really got (laughs) to wonder. It it can't be easy to pick a ransom amount, right? Mm -hmm. You want it affordable. You don't want to ask for too much, but you still need enough to retire on. Like, for instance, how much would you pay, Such, to get the
1: CP back? You going to pay a million bucks? Yeah. (laughs) That's too much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well of course I'd sell
3: everything I yes, own. Yes. yes.
2: Everything must go. Yep. <laughs> How much would you pay, Kenny? I don't I don't have
1: jack shit. <laughs> well neither do I. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna need <laughs> all that. I, yeah.
3: I got an old Minneapolis Moline <laughs> tractor Let's I paid five
2: hundred bucks for. Let's put it this <laughs> way.
1: Harry Piper probably had at least a million. Kenny's
2: negotiations would be, hey, (laughs) bud, here's the deal. I'll plow your snow for the next 10 years. Yeah, Yeah. You know, I I don't know what else.
1: I'd be rooting for... uh, (laughs) I got the pontoon. You want that? (laughs) The ransom of, uh, what's the story? The O. Henry story. The ransom of Red Chief. I'd be, wor- I'd be worried that they would be begging me
4: to <laughs> they, nah, they,
2: come and get it. this person, yeah. please. You
1: turn it around and yeah. make yeah. them pay you to
3: I'll take I'll give her you back. guys a week. Let's see how <laughs> you're doing.
2: We're leaving her on the corner of Fairview and right. whatever. Right. <laughs> and they call in a week and say, you got to pick her up. But we can't take it anymore. And I'd
1: say, I want a million dollars. We'll pay it. We'll pay <laughs> it. We'll pay it. No, I would give... Uh, of course. I'd give... Uh, everything, everything I own. Yes, of course. Maybe not to triumph.
0: A, <laughs> of, right? Yeah, it's like I'd give a strat, but not my good strat. Not the
3: good strat. We right. <laughs> a, a gotta, gotta hang
0: on to something. You know. <laughs> Thank you, GLers. Hey everybody, it's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like calorie smart, keto, protein plus or vegan and veggie and they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini and asparagus for the no fuss meals and get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking or cleaning up, just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need and you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com/garage logic 50 use code garage logic 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20% off your next box that's code garage logic 50 at factormeals.com/ garage logic 50 you get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active
5: hey did you sign up for uh, garage logic on YouTube you can subscribe it's free doesn't cost you a dime. That's subscribing to Garage Logic on YouTube.
2: And also, don't forget about the 30th anniversary Garage Logic party. Ooh. Wait, where's the party? It's going to be at the Chan Dinner Theater Monday, August 14th. Tickets are 40 bucks, But we're going to feed you. Just go to garagelogic.com. Well,
5: that'll be a blast. While you're at garagelogic.com, if you have not become a member of the town council, it's easy to do. You just click on the uh, tab right at garagelogic.com pay your 10 bucks a month or 100 bucks for the year and you will be behind the scenes and in the club and you'll get to go to great outings and so forth and hear how much crap we give to each other during the breaks and before and after the show what is that uh, my headphones. time for a new pair oh we got, we're doing all right
2: it is time once again that we pick up that phone. and We make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic and boy, now is the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh and you will always get straight talk. You will never get sugar-coated advice and Josh is on the line with us once again and boy, Josh where to begin because today boy it's a big big day isn't it
4: for me it is a big big day Chris a big day heck I do not know where to start but there is always a place we'll start with the easy things like earnings Mac and Don's Supper Club just killed it Mac and Don's Supper Club just killed it. Same store sales were up 11.7% for the second quarter. They see a huge rebound in China's business and rumor has it they're going to set up a separate chain of stores called Cosmic, which will follow on with what they've been doing. So that is an awful lot of hamburgers, french fries, Big Mac, and milkshakes. And guess what? McDonald's, like a number of other fast food outlets, is not only on the Internet, but they're using artificial intelligence to take your orders. So maybe that's helping. But McDonald's is up big time today, and that's helping the Dow Jones average. Coca-Cola reported their numbers yesterday. Another beat and raise quarter, but the stock reacts, eh, oh hum, so what? They sold a lot of, they sold a lot of soda, they sold a lot of soda all over the world. Their costs are up a little bit because, you know, commodity prices are, are up, delivery prices are up, and employee costs are up, but Coke keeps selling soda. Another beverage company, Kering, Dr. Pepper. Now, this is a little smaller company with some very clever advertising related to Dr. Pepper. But again, they beat and raise. Their stock has moved up. And Kering is doing some things, not that they're going to ever challenge completely Starbucks, but Curring Coffee is expanding into storefronts, and that could add some money to the bottom line. Heck, Chris, we don't talk that much about food companies, but you got to eat. And the big restaurant chain, Mac and Don Supper Club, just continues to perform, and it has been one of the leaders the past several years in the Dow Jones. On the downside of the Dow, there was Honeywell. Now they beat on the EPS line. They missed on the revenue line. Aerospace is doing well, but other parts of their business aren't doing as well. That stock is down. That might be following some of the other industrial names uh, having a tougher time of it lately. But I, don't, I think that is more temporary than on a longer longer term basis. And now we go to the big tech. This week has been very strong with big Tech new Microsoft. I thought printed a very nice number, but their stock sold off just on concerns, maybe more of the spending variety and still a slowdown in computers that is probably closer to a bottom than anything else, and that part of Microsoft's business was slowing. Was on the positive side, Azure Cloud still increased their business a little better than expected, and Microsoft is continuing to spend on generative artificial intelligence through their investment with OpenAI. That would also lead to Microsoft investing a lot more in NVIDIA, which makes the higher-speed chips used for the data centers. Google. Google's getting powered up by YouTube, and football season hasn't even started. So Google's making a lot of, we'll say, hay with YouTube, but also they saw a big increase in advertising. And speaking of advertising, looks like all the analysts are coming back to Meta, also known as, you might know it, as Facebook. as Facebook has really taken off, we'll say, Facebook and Instagram. And and WhatsApp is also crushing it. So Meta has showed that digital advertising is picking up. That's a big plus also that Google is showing. And that um, that could feed through when Amazon reports their numbers next week. I did mention NVIDIA because that's another read-through as more of these companies talk about their spending on artificial intelligence. We've got to conclude, of course, with the Fed, the Fed raising interest rates, 25 basis points. Chairman Powell said the Fed is still going to be data dependent. They want to keep their options open, but the mantra is still going to be higher for longer.
2: Excellent advice, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call. Call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and never, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, a fantastic weekend, and we'll call you again next week.
4: We will look forward to it. We've got plenty of earnings to go, including from my casino names, Start reporting next week, as does Apple and Amazon.
2: Sounds good. Talk to you then. Okay. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice.
1: Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.